Just a, I remember it was a commercial uh, for, I think it was for Nike a couple of years ago. It was uh, yeah, when they still sponsored the Arsenal team. And so they're pretty much going to different players for what they want for the season. And so they're asking different players and they're like, some were like, oh, I want to achieve this. And then the camera went to Fabregas and he's like, trophies. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude is playing around with his feet. Interrupting my monologue. Sorry. Uh, he wants yeah. trophies, not goals. Yeah, Fernandez wants trophies, not goals. It's a little too late for this season. Yeah, it's too late. And United season is pretty much done at this point. Yeah. yeah. I think they have two games left. And the table is, uh, let me see. They're in sixth. And well, they played two more games than Spurs and Arsenal, so... Yeah, so they only have six points left to play for. Wow. So, hmm, ta- um, West Ham is one point behind them. Yeah. They could potentially get And with a game in hand. So, yeah, West Ham could beat wow. them. Well, actually, yeah. no, no, no. They're not one point behind. Sorry. They're six points behind. There's six points behind. Yeah, it's still possible. They still also have a game in hand as well. Yeah, so they could. Um, and West Ham's next game after their Europa Norwich. is Norwich. So and Norwich's already gone Norwich down. Norwich should just leave. Uh, let everybody. And they've given points to everyone. Imagine Norwich just starts playing well, like bruh, just no. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. I mean, they're playing for pride at this point. Nah, I mean, nah, nah. This, they've done this so many times already. Is it? Yes, they have done it so many times, but I mean, Norwich is—they are the yo-yo club. They—the only thing like this is what like the third time in a row this has happened to them or something. The only thing I can see is individual players playing for maybe a move away. Like something has to change at Norwich, and I think what needs to happen with them is other teams need to go and just buy their best players so that they're forced into a complete rebuild and like rethink. Of how they're doing it because it's not being working. a yo-yo club is just it's not a good look for them that that whole being too good for the championship and not good enough for, the premier, for the premier league and unfortunately it seems the same thing might be applying to fulham right now because they just won the the championship so they'll be back up in the premier league next season whether they can stay who knows yeah they've gone straight up and come back down so it's just the premier league has got, just gotten so much harder it's just so the conversation is just so insane. It is insane, but this season is is especially filled with entertainment because it's just it's just tight everywhere. Yeah, it's so tight everywhere. Coming down to the end, it's not too many seasons that you go like coming down to the end of the season, like relegation yeah, I mean, battle. It, it yeah, it's a season where I guess we're not gonna know who goes down. The other two joining until I think the final day of, of the season, and we're not yeah. gonna know for sure who wins until, until the, the final, final day, day and who pretty much you know also gets into the top four even believe it or not Chelsea have been pegged back yeah in third place they're only three points ahead of Arsenal and and Arsenal have won one have won more games yeah Arsenal have won more games in Chelsea but they've lost a lot more and the thing is that with Chelsea's form right now uh, you wouldn't trust them because they 
because no one was i guess in a way people was, i was sort of expecting everything to do something against chelsea i mean they're fighting for their lives yeah but because uh, i just felt like you know anything could happen and everything might just turn up and and beat chelsea and that was what happened in fact they should have scored more goals and to be fair pickford had the game of his life and nah, anyway P- pickford's before we dive deeper into that, everyone, welcome to Football by the Sea. g John. And yeah, so I guess let's just continue where we left off. This, I, I think this will probably go down as it won. I think this is the greatest Premier League season ever. Ah, that might be. It's my personal premature. opinion. Premature. It's my personal opinion, and that's because of the competition that's everywhere. I agree, but I just think... To me, the the one downside I will say, or the one point I can argue against myself in that is the reason why it's been like this and so entertaining is because of how inconsistent all the teams are. Yeah, but the thing is that, I, I don't know, I find it hard to just go. I feel like in hindsight, it's something that you can look on and judge it with other seasons. But until the season ends, there's I'm not gonna make that kind of statement. No, I'm I'm saying look, I haven't been watching the Premier League since like '96, and I guess my memory is fading on a lot of the other stuff because I was pretty young then. But I don't remember a season where I can say it's so it was, tight yeah, it was, everywhere. Yes, yeah, you're right about that. It's very. I mean, we we I mean we've had seasons where like okay, even like the top three was very tight, or even the top four. And, you know, and also, like, relegation was very tight. But this is the one where, like, it's tight literally every area in the table. One win can make someone jump, like, three, four places because of how tight it is. So, it's... That's why I I feel like this season is going to live long in a lot of memories. No, it definitely will. It definitely will. And that's why I still want Liverpool to win, just because losing... The pain of losing by one point. And if I contrast that, just to segue, like to the Arsenal women's team right now who is second in the league against Chelsea but you know I've been watching some of their games and they're literally behind by one point and they've been pretty much almost perfect the entire season so I mean that's just um, that's you know the WSL but um, I just want to point that out because I've been enjoying how that season is going also yeah, well, the Arsenal women's team have been much better in their league. Although they they did not have a a good Champions League, they were thoroughly trashed no. by Barcelona in that. But no, less no, said no, about no. they lost to Wolfsburg. They were in the yeah, but I, in the I think it was in the group stages. They yeah, well, the yeah, but they got all the way to um, I think around a six no, right before the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals yes, the quarterfinals, and they lost to Wolfsburg. Um, but hey, they have a new head coach, uh, Jonas Eideval, and he's doing really well. You know, so let's see how they progress. I want them to win the season, but let's see what happens. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to the uh, Premier League, our bread and butter in this place. It's it, it's it's been an enjoyable week of football. I'll yeah. just say, starting from uh, Thursday. Which funny thing is like I did not even know this game was on until Thursday. <laughs> you know, I, I just saw wait, there's a game today and it was Manchester United versus Chelsea. Yeah. Quite a big game actually, and I was like, 
I know this is one of the rescheduled fixtures, and I think it somehow just went under the radar because of, I guess, the amazing Champions League games we saw earlier. Yeah, I don't think anyone was, like, paying that much. I mean, people were paying attention, but it wasn't, like, main focus. Yeah, and I think also because of how poor these two juggernauts have been recently, it's why I, I think the excitement wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I heard more people talking about the uh, Europa League and the uh, Europa Conference League games than this yeah, game. Yeah, those games had big implications. And they were going on at the same time, yeah. actually. So I was trying to watch all th- three games. The Leicester game, the West Ham game, this one. Like, Yeah, but anyway, sticking to this, it, uh, it wasn't a great game uh, to watch. But... It's it's a game that continues to prove that you know Ronaldo's the goat. Yeah, I mean, we've said it so many times on this podcast. Where would Manu be without his goals? And again, again, he saved. He saved them. He's. I mean, he gave them a point. But uh, yeah, I think before today's game, he out of their last nine goals, he he had scored eight of them. And then yeah. if we include today, uh, United scored uh, three goals today. He scored one of them. So that's in the last 12, ga- 12 goals. He scored 10 of them. That's, I mean, it's just disgusting. It's just, and to think that he could potentially end up in the Europa League is, is, is kind of devastating. But uh, hey, that's the team. Um, Who knows? Maybe if they had him last season, they would have won that Europa League final. Very, very possibly. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a tame game. Uh, I would say not too much that was like very significant on either end. And it was just weird how Chelsea's form has dipped towards the end of the season. Obviously they have some injuries, but nothing that should totally derail the way that they play. And I think, um, a lot of Chelsea fans have complained about the squad rotation that they want Thomas too cool to really um, bring in fresh players to you know from the bench and to try to change things up tactically, and I think that's kind of been their downfall towards the end of the season. But again, they're not really playing for anything. They're in third position, right? They're kind of coasting there. Manu are in sixth. Their season is pretty much done. You know. No. Yes. Yeah. You could say Chelsea weren't playing for anything, but they're still Chelsea. These are still. They still have some of the best players in the world in their team. Mm-hmm. And so you this dip is something that was unexpected. And the fact that, you know, then they also lost yesterday to Everton just makes it all the more uh, puzzling. I mean, Everton played their hearts out, in my opinion. They... they I was even scared watching that game. I was just like, I was kind of found myself rooting. I was just like, come on, just hold on. Yeah, they play their hearts out. And honestly, when you look at Lampard's record at home since he took over Everton, it has been decent. Mm. So it, it it really shouldn't have been much of a surprise because, yeah, you know, they, they have everything to lose. Yeah. I, I really guess, yeah, do. you could say Chelsea didn't have much to lose. Because if they go down, they would be the, I think, the... Uh, yeah, they'll be like the biggest team to the go biggest down. teams to have gone, gone down. Yeah. They're, I think they're one of six or seven teams that have been a mainstay in the Premier League since it was formed. 
back in 92. There, there would be... Yeah, so only then, Arsenal would be like the one team left that hasn't been relegated. Well, well that's in the... In the top flight, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the total history of the English top flight. But I mean, just for Premier League, since it was formed in 92, only six teams that haven't been relegated from the Premier League. Mm. And it's Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, I believe as well. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably another team that I'm that I'm that I can't remember. Yeah, so Everton going down, it, it's it's gonna feel weird. Yeah, it would really be weird. Cause yeah, Everton going down, it's yeah, it's equivalent to like not seeing one of the big boys in the league for a while. It, it it's it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow, but it's it's a reality. But it they might be able to overcome it. If they, yeah, I think they have a game in hand right now on. Um, I think Burnley's on top. Of they have a game in hand on Leeds. Sorry, Leeds. Yeah, so Burnley's not out of the woods yet. No, but what they Burnley has been able to do with their, their you know. Yeah, but uh, Burnley, they, I, I, it, it, it's amazing what has happened there. Like, I'm lie, I was one of the people that thought they made a mistake when they guard of Shandai. So was I, and uh, and so was a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, this dude is coming. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that they came from a go down to be able to beat Warfront. And the funny thing is, like, they're actually playing better. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly better. I, 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 there's more confidence. They're, they're moving the ball better. They're chasing things down. It's like, so it's, it's just, yeah. I, I kind of get what you say when you're saying, like, you feel like this is the best season that you've seen because who would have thought Burnley would just get this burst of life after firing their coach from what? Uh, over almost 10 years or something. Yeah, I mean, you could still call it a new manager bounce. And it's very possible that next season, every team just batters them. But for now, it's it's amazing what is happening. Because, yeah, they're, they, they, yeah, they've shut up the table. In, in, in a way, what's happening to them is a smaller version of what's happened to Newcastle. I guess Newcastle had, like, significant injection of funds. Um you yeah, know. they did, but you also have to say it's the the main difference is the coaching. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Burnley. I beat mean, yeah, Burnley beat Warford two one at Warford's home. It was it was a very good game, and we can use that to segue to the Newcastle game. I mean, they created. I mean, you couldn't say it was that many chances, but they gave Liverpool a game. Yeah, I was actually low key nervous because I was like, if Liverpool don't win this game then that's that's it's done for them. Liverpool have to win every single game or else there's no even a draw is a terrible result for them um in this race and they're basically going on hope at this point because you know no one can really see city dropping points um they might but it's very hard to see so it's i feel like it's hard to to play on that kind of hope but you know Klopp is Klopp and he just signed a new deal and he, it's he's making them work but Newcastle put up a good fight yeah they they put up a very good fight yeah it, it's I mean City and Liverpool that's that, that that's a whole no, different kind of warms but Liverpool kept on pushing they won the game and that's the most important thing where there was one by one goal or ten goals they got three points mm-hmm and so and yeah, I think that was the first game on Saturday and they put the pressure back on City who were going up against you know a Leeds who's 
back, who's a, I was going to say back in a relegation fight, but they were never really out of it. And City themselves, they weren't at their best, but somehow they won 4-0. Yeah, Leeds gave them a bit of a good game, you know, until they scored. uh, Even after they scored the first time, Leeds... Yeah, the lead, the, the, the fans were on them, they were... They were throwing stuff onto the pitch. I don't know if you saw. I yeah, don't know yeah, what that was about. I saw that. I think it was before the game. They had you know a bunch of I guess papers and stuff, uh, like you know before a game starts, and then you see sort of like it's like the the fans are completely covered with like something. Yeah, yeah. So normally they just throw that, crump it up, and throw it away. But then the it's like the fans kept it and just started throwing they it just on the threw field. Threw it on the pitch, and I was like, why are they? Because I remember there's a point where. Uh, Leeds got a corner and Rafinha went to take it and then people were just throwing stuff and then half of the fans by the corner flag turned on the fans that were throwing the stuff yeah because by then like the Leeds players already asked the fans to stop right right, and then the game actually stopped for like a minute or two for fans to like clear the for fans for the players to clear the field so when that fan did it and it's like this is our team who's playing. Yeah, I was Normally, like, it would make sense if you throw it towards like the a city opposition player. team. Yeah. I mean, they did it to Grealish, the one of them, where he caught one of them and like just, just like laughed it off. But I was like, you do realize you're messing up the Like, your, your team, team has momentum. <laughs> like, throw it against the city player, not your own Leeds player. And, uh, and yeah, I saw that. Like, I was like, what is going on? It was weird. But, anyways. Um, yeah, City continues. Uh, I don't know. It's like the links. About Jesus leaving, I've like just galvanized him. He's playing differently now, man. And I'm like, really, really, like I'm feeling a little suspicious, but also like, I mean, if he can play like that, I mean, if he can play like that, who knows? I mean, I'm not sure if it adds more to his value because I think he only has like a year left on his Mm -hmm. contract after this. So maybe if he was worth like 25 now, they would would probably say 30 or something. Yeah. Speaking of forwards, another player that really impressed me was uh, Rafinha. Yeah, honestly, like now, Rafinha has been playing for a move away from Leeds all season. <laughs> that I don't think anyone can. He's playing for a move away. I think I've heard rumors of Barcelona interested or something. No, he he really like looks like a standout um, in that team for me, and the way he, I think he has enough, uh, not just pace but uh, trickery with the ball at his feet, and he gives defenders a tough time. Honestly, I I think. Arsenal should go in for him. Like he, he seems like someone that is, at least is consistent a bit in that team. But you, he's you know. a decent player to me. I just feel like he needs sometimes when he gets to that final third. Like I feel like there have been times when it would have made a chance even better if he just squared the ball to someone, but instead he goes for a goal. Well, I mean, that's a complaint that can also be put to Jesus. Yeah, but I think Rafinha is playing like a winger. He's not playing like a striker. Well, so. I think that the position he's playing in, in Leeds, he's playing on the right. So, but, but also I think that's also like a side effect of like when you're just like running with the ball because, you know, usually looking down to see what the ball is. So it's hard to... But yeah, I think he's 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 playing for, for, uh, for a move away. So. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so that's one city continue their wins. Like still a point ahead of Liverpool. Other games, Brighton uh, against Wolves. Wolves lost at home. I don't know what's happening with Wolves. They had like yeah. one of the best defenses, and they're. It's so weird, like, and especially like you were talking about the season is like so yo-yo because everyone was talking about. Uh, I forgot oh, what's the manager's name. 
what uh, uh, the manager of Leeds uh, uh, Wolves, sorry, had done so far and how defensively solid they were. And now, towards the end of the season, they're just losing games and they're not. They haven't been compact, which is uh, very surprising. Like losing three nil at home. Um, I mean, Brighton have somehow found their shooting boots on again. And uh, Trossard is scoring. I mean, it's just funny, right? Brighton played Arsenal and they got momentum from that game. And it's funny that like Arsenal do that for teams when they're yeah, down I in think, the dumps. Uh, Brighton got like two penalties in this game. I don't know, Wolves that were considered like one of the best defenses in the league. And now it's... Uh, a lot of that is under. I guess it, it comes back to being their biggest issues and just not being able to score goals. Yeah. So whatever happens, they need to look for maybe a more clinical striker mm-hmm. or change the way how they attack. Right. And then also what else? Uh, Norwich confirmed their relegation with the 2-0 loss at, uh, yeah. at Villa. Well, pretty much Burnley winning their game, I guess, pretty much confirmed the... They're going back down, which is unfortunate for them. It's just yeah. it's they just give a give away three points and Crystal Palace. I guess, I believe I think they came from a goal down to beat Southampton. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Patrick Vieira doing his thing, you know, getting the best out of these players, even though they're firmly in mid table and they actually don't have anything to play for. Um, Eberichi Eze and Wilfred Zaha Zaha coming off the bench and scoring a really nice goal yeah um, they're looking decent they're looking really good that's what I have to say about Crystal Palace yeah I mean at this point they're uh, they're just there to take points off the big teams <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what they're doing at this point and see what was the next game I lost my place what is happening? Sorry about that. Yeah, so that yeah that was Saturday, and then moving on to Sunday, we already touched on the Everton Chelsea game. Mm. Chelsea just not doing enough, and Pickford having a blinder. As much as people were saying that Pickford should be dropped for England, this game alone would. I I feel like it what makes a case. It makes a good case for yeah, him. Yeah, I feel like whatever happens, even if. Pickford goes on to have like a terrible remaining games for, for for Everton. I feel like Sagate will still pick him, and they're like, "Why are you still picking him? He's been playing poorly. He's just probably going to show them the highlight reel from this game." <laughs> nah, I mean the the kind of saves that he made. I think there yeah, was a no, shot like, by he, I, I can't remember who shot, and then he saved it. Then he ran to the other edge. No, of the post. I, I think yeah, it was like a clearance. It came down to Mason Mount who volleyed it. He didn't save it. It came off the post. Yeah. He bounced off the post and then went to the other side. And then he ran to the other side. I think I don't remember which Chelsea player shot the ball again. And he saved it see, and I was as like, he was. Wow. His momentum was going in the other direction, and he still saved it. Yeah, he 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 made a couple of amazing, amazing saves. Amazing saves in that game, man. Amazing saves, and he he commanded you know his players well. And uh, yeah, was, I don't think he commanded anything. He's always yelling at defenders <laughs> in front of him, whether he's playing for Everton or England. 
as soon as any watch Pickford anytime he makes a, a save he yells at his defenders it, it was just that the, the tension was so palpable like even I was feeling it and I, I don't have any dog in this fight <laughs> excuse me um, bless you and I think it was um, Everton just really 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 wanted it more they just really and they needed it they didn't even want it no they everyone was was uh, I think was with them I think the crowd was a tough Dude, oh, what, did you see when the um, the ball got kicked into the stands and then this fan put the ball inside his stomach? Yes, I was just about and to bring that up. And he looked pregnant and then he was just like, what? what? Yeah, and right there, like, uh, I, I was like following some of the game on uh, Bleacher Report and, you know, they put a picture up of that and people were putting comments and then some dude was like, oh, that fan should be kicked out. That What he's doing is he's terrible. And then... A lot of the responses were like, oh, you must be a salty Chelsea fan then. Yeah. And, and then, like, because even some other Chelsea fans were like, dude, you can't be mad, mad at that. It was like, look, if that was Chelsea that was fighting relegation, I bet you you would want oh, a fan yeah. in the stadium to do that. So you can't, like, come at their fans for yeah. doing that. Because then, like, instead of, you do whatever it takes, man. And, and it's funny because on NBC, the um, pundits there were saying that that was literally. Um, Chelsea against 40,000 plus 11 because everyone was behind yeah, they, yeah yeah people were saying that was a real 12th man performance yeah from the fans in the stadium the, I like the dude holding on to the ball so people were saying oh, no, it was like trying to steal I was like nah he was delaying that what he did alone got inside the Chelsea players yeah and it it got them upset which messed them up it, it was it was What's the whole shit housery? Yes, that's <laughs> my my brain couldn't think of it. No, and and it was and and especially it went to it was very theatrical, and that's why I'm saying like, that's the thing about sports, especially football, the the way the game plays out, you can't write it. Like they they put the board up for, uh, injury time for seven minutes, dude, and I was like seven minutes of extra time, and I I think the um commentator. Um, during the game said well you might as well have just put eternity up on that board because <laughs> I was like yeah that's so long I was like seven minutes damn but I mean they held on somehow yeah they held on and I was I was happy for them I'm not gonna lie I was no yeah I was happy I was happy but they're they're very very still much in the fight they're not yeah they're not done No, they're not safe at all they're not done they're I mean, th- their next game is against Leicester. That's, I mean, that's not going to be an easy game. Yeah, Leicester haven't been amazing, but they uh, haven't been. I mean, and speaking of Leicester, uh, losing away at Spurs, three-one. Uh, I, I kind of saw this coming. It was a very much changed Leicester side. Yeah, as they're because, preparing for the second leg. Yeah, preparing for the second leg of the Conference League, and so, excuse me. Uh, Spurs just took advantage, which you expect them to do. Mm. Uh, although it was sort of tricky because their last two games, Spurs didn't have a single shot on target. Yeah, and their last two games. So, I mean, for me, three. I don't know where they would be without I mean, Son. Not just him, and also like, I think Kane always scores against Leicester. I think he has like, I think fourteen goals in thirteen appearances against Leicester. Wow! And the funny thing, he actually played for Leicester on loan back when. He was a youth player for him. I feel like Spurs. it's the teams that Kane has somehow played for that he always, because he, you know, he was in the Arsenal like when he was five or something. Yeah, he was in the, you know, the the youth setup at Arsenal and 
and and all that. Yeah, but he's. I mean, different players come good at different times, and so it was. I think uh, it was Ianacho who got the consolation for Leicester at the end. But they, yeah, they just yeah, their their minds. They rolled were, over and, and let Spurs just. Their 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 minds are definitely elsewhere for yeah. that game. So it was uh, easy three points for Spurs, which put the pressure on Arsenal, um, who are playing West Ham away. Um, yeah, and uh, this was a tough game. Like. I, I, I honestly, for me, I thought this was gonna be somehow similar to the Spurs game that West Ham was gonna put a team out with Thursday in mind, but nah, nah, man. David Moyes surprised me, and he put out a strong team. I was like, oh wow. I yeah, like, I was a little annoyed when I saw the team. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I thought he would rest Declan Rice. I was like, okay, fine. You know, he rested Antonio, but you know, Antonio came on later because they they were really pushing for it in the game, and you could see that in the first half. In the first half. West Ham, um, in my opinion, were the better team. Um, Arsenal looked very shaky. They looked very um, unsure of themselves in possession, and they gave away a lot of sloppy uh, passes. But, um, you know, they were somewhat able to go ahead with Rob holding in his first Premier League goal. And, um, again, Arsenal also had to make changes um, in an already very, very uh, makeshift squad they uh Ben White got injured in midweek so Rob Holding had to come on to start and in my opinion Rob Holding was one of the best players in that game he uh made a lot of good clearances and I think he slotted in well for White in the middle there but I, another thing that was very important was um Tomiyasu starting this game because Tomiyasu starting meant that uh, Nuno Tavaj, who we've seen has been very shaky defensively. And again, in this game, he was very shaky defensively. He was able to bomb forward while Gabriel holding and Tomiyasu could like slot into like a back three. So that allowed Nuno Tavares to, to play more forward. Um, but um, after Arsenal scored with that really nice holding header, I th- we were just like, let's just get to halftime. But... Alas, as in recent weeks, there's been this very defensive shakiness that they go up 1-0 and they become more vulnerable. And, I mean, uh, it's the old cliche, you're most vulnerable when you just scored. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think to me the goal was more of, you know, it was a defensive lapse by Tavares. He, yeah. He, he didn't really follow his man. And also the goal had a slight deflection off it as well. It did. So, Gabriel. but it, it comes back to uh, what, what was his name? Boyne, Boyne for Jared Bowen. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's having he's an having quite a season, in my opinion. Run of form, and he's someone that I think should be considered for England. But you know, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, the, there was that. But uh, you know, but uh, I heard that you know Arteta had like a hair dryer moment during halftime and. Arsenal came back out during the second half and they were able to do just enough. Moment. Yeah, that uh, he got upset at the players and I killed at them. The, did you ever hear the story of um, it was at Manchester United and I think the story was that um, I think it was David Beckham or something and I think they said that Ferguson threw like a, a oh. boot at, at him. And so that's like the so-called like the hair dry moment of like being so angry you throw like a hair dry. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that that's where that comes from. Yeah, no, he definitely got into them because they were 
much better in the second half. And um, they were able to get the equalizer. I'm actually kind of happy that the goals came from one set pieces because it shows that like the what they've done with the set piece coach, which people laughed at when they got a set piece coach, just like, you know, throwing coach. Um, you can see the, the fruits of um, their labor paying off. And um, Gabriel scored a header from this it was a second phase of play um, from the corner because the ball was whipped in and uh, it came back. I think Martinelli whipped it back in and you know, point blank for Gabriel and, um, you know, the keeper couldn't stop it. So at that point, it was just about holding on. And Nketiah, I think, played really well. He was able to hold the ball up. Um, and he had a couple chances. He had, he made the keeper keeper make one or two saves. But in my opinion, he could have been more clinical in his finishing. And I think that's one thing that you know is a mark that um, we can say makes him not um, good enough, maybe for Arsenal. In that you know he just doesn't have his finishing down on point. Uh, but he really did do a lot of hold up play well. And um, one thing, one thing I liked is when he got the ball in midfield, or when he would come um, into the Arsenal half to get the ball, he would just look up immediately and start running with it. And uh, I think he played very well. There was a point even where Declan Rice and him started arguing. Um, he kept his cool, and um, you know riled the West Ham players. And uh, another important moment in that game was uh, Ramsdale coming out um, when it was Jared Bowen. And I think the last defender maybe was Gabriel or I can't remember, Nuno Tavares. And uh, he slid in to prevent Bowen from um, to kind of like get the ball away. But then Bowen dived. And then my first immediate instinct was, oh, no, oh, no, he's going to get a red card. But then it wasn't a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity because, number one, there was a defender in there. And um, apparently Bowen dived. So, you know, credit Mike Dean. He actually got that um, decision on point. But, yeah, besides that, West Ham didn't threaten too much in the second half. And uh, Arsenal were able to hold on and uh, keep that fourth spot. Yes, thank goodness for that. And so... Uh, it continues. Uh, so it seems it, it, it's still looking like the decision for the final fourth place would be would be the North London derby. Um, maybe, but uh, in the meantime, uh, the games coming up. Yeah, well, the, the are games significant to that also, especially the uh, Liverpool. Spurs game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's just get into uh, the upcoming games. Or, no, yes, let's just do it and we can talk about the champion, the European games after we're done with this. So, but the upcoming games, at least the most significant ones, say this coming Saturday, uh, Brentford and Stan and Southampton is not that. Not that it's mid table. Yeah, I it's would, mid-table. I would go for Brentford. Uh, it, 
it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's mid table, and then there's all. Then Burnley Villa is significant. Yeah. Because if Burnley can get another win. I'll be very surprised. Well, I won't be that surprised. They're, they're playing. If they can get another win, you know, puts them up to thirty-seven, gives them more cushion. Yeah, it takes them closer to that uh, forty-point mark that pretty much guarantees not going down. So that could be significant, and then we'll see if Chelsea can bounce back against Wolves. And they're playing at home, but then they're also in the middle of. I think you saw the news that. Um, it seems that the, a, a buyer has been decided upon, or at least there's a favorite for oh, it. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, I think it's the owner of the uh, uh, of the Dodgers, I believe. I think what I saw is he's putting down about uh, $4 billion for the club. Mm-hmm. But then I read new someone that he actually wanted to buy Chelsea a few years ago from a brother for about $2 billion, but now he's, he's paying about double. It's... it's uh, it's a it's a crazy crazy, crazy thing market. when you when you think about this the amount of money that's been thrown around because i was just thinking four billion pounds yeah man um it's like you said what um abramovich has been able to build that brand into is very significant um but you know i haven't really looked at any of that news because we don't know yeah, at this point, What's he's just the uh, front runner. But I, I, I just feel like at, at this point, it's probably still just a distraction for the players on the pitch. They just have to play their game. Yeah, and and the whole ownership stuff is going to be decided. I think probably not until the season is done. I think they should be Wolves, um, like a two now. Yeah, I mean Wolves, their defense that was their strongest point it doesn't seem to be as strong. And they can't score, so it's yeah, it's looking like a Chelsea. Even though Chelsea are not that prolific themselves going forward, but you still expect them to do enough to to beat Wolves. Mm-hmm. Then Crystal Palace is playing Watford. Watford need that needle win. Yeah, Watford needs something. I mean, I still think they'll go down, but they're playing against Palace, and Palace are at home. Oh, so. yeah, I don't really see them winning that. Yeah, it'll have to be a, be a miracle. And then Brighton is playing United. United is playing away. I actually fancy Brighton a little bit in this game. Yeah, I am. I mean, thinking of this game reminds me of the start of uh, last season uh, during uh, uh, when they were still playing behind the closed doors when United got a penalty after the game was done. Oh, jeez. Oh, my days. <laughs> you remember that? That is still one of the weirdest things that I've ever seen. I can't even remember. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, it was still weird. So th- that's just what I think of when I see Brighton versus United. So um, and, and I, think I think maybe a Welbeck goal in the 90th minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's possible. I think Brighton is still pretty upset about that. And I don't blame them. Yeah. Anyone would be. So just for that alone, I'll, I'll say a Brighton I'll win. I'll go for a Brighton, yeah. And then finally, we have the Liverpool versus Spurs. Yeah, this is a big game for not only the the title race but the top four. And we've seen earlier in the season, I think Spurs could have won the game when they played against them. Yeah, it was one of I believe Conte's first couple of games in charge, and it was a game where Spurs were the better team. 
against Liverpool, but they but they just couldn't put. I think I think the game ended in a tie. I believe. Mm. I think it was like three three or something like that. But that was when that new, I guess you could say, the new manager bounce was kind of there at that time. And also, I feel like Liverpool yeah. are better now. Yeah, they're definitely better now than they were during that time in the season. So, I mean, if they were playing at the Spurs ground, I would have said, okay, yes, there's a chance, but they're playing at yeah, Anfield. Yeah, playing at Anfield, man. It's... I mean, Spurs, your record at Anfield is almost pretty much as bad as Arsenal. Maybe the only difference is they don't concede as many goals as Arsenal <laughs> does there. But they don't win there either. Yeah, I so mean, I cannot, he... see, I cannot see a way where Liverpool can afford to lose this game. Yeah, they wouldn't, and this will also be after the second leg of their Champions League game that they've pretty much almost already qualified for the uh, second leg. So I know they will be roaring to go mm-hmm. against the Spurs team. And I know Spurs themselves will be roaring to go because for them, they have to believe that they, I think they themselves know that they need to, they need maximum points mm-hmm. from this game. If they want to secure a top four. Yeah. So it's... Uh, I mean, for me, everything points to Liverpool. I mean, they're just yeah better I, than Spurs. I never. just don't see a way. I mean, there could be, right? There could be. You could get like one of those Kane, Son link-ups. You know, I mean, Spurs, their entire game right now is just counter-attack. Yeah. And so that could help them. As, uh, so Even if they score. I just feel like Liverpool come back. I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to just write anything off and say as a guaranteed, but uh, the, it's just the Anfield factor because Anfield is always the twelfth man yeah. at Liverpool. They make that place uh, a uh, fortress. Yeah, they make it a fortress, and so yeah. And if um, it's just yeah, it's just you know Spurs counterattacking is the only thing I think that can save them. They have some, you know, s- some some speed in their attack. Liverpool have some speed in your defense as well, so we can't just. But with but when you have people like Son and Kane running at your goalkeeper, it's it's, it's a bit to put a bit more fear in you than Son. I mean, someone. Liverpool's midfield is playing at a different level right now, and that's from the center mids to the DMs. Like, no, I know. Don't. I'm not trying to sound like I'm trying to say Spurs. Yeah, I know. You're, you're trying to make a case for how they can win, possibly. Yeah, it's it's not impossible, maybe maybe improbable, but yeah, I I, I see a Liverpool win because Liverpool is definitely going for that title. Yeah, I, I I think right now, if you were to tell a Liverpool fan to choose between the Champions League and the Premier League, I think they will probably sacrifice the Champions League yeah. to get another yeah. Premier League because I think if they win this, then it puts them level with United on most top flight wins. Not only um, that. The one that they won was behind closed doors. They yes, get to celebrate it they didn't get everyone. Yeah, yeah, for their fans. And it would be so. It would. It would just. I mean, the, the level of unity they have with the city and the club and club. Yeah. And all, it would just. Yeah, because because I know once they, if they win this, then we then pretty much they can say that they are the greatest English team ever, because right now that title belongs to United because they have twenty. First, yeah, first division title. So, yeah. So yeah, and then um, if Liverpool do the business, then it's up to Arsenal on the next day Sunday. 
uh, playing against Leeds, but they're playing at home, so I actually fancy Arsenal. But Leeds are fighting for their lives in this situation. Yeah. Leeds are fighting for their lives, and I mean, right now they are above relegation, uh, but by two points. Um, but that that is not enough right now. Yeah, the, um, like I said, Everton is below them, but Everton has a game in hand. Hmm. And so it's yeah, they're fighting for their lives. The one thing with Leeds is. You could see them definitely trying to go forward to get something, mm-hmm. but they, they're not great defenders. Yeah, and if they leave a lot of those open spaces when they try to play uh, um, attacking against Arsenal, Arsenal can definitely exploit that. I mean, it's a game that you say Arsenal should win. Yeah. But then we've seen games where Arsenal should win. <laughs> and that was why they, they dropped points yeah. to, to those teams. So, but, but given the implications of, again, this top four race... And if Liverpool beats Spurs, Arsenal have to get the job done. Oh yeah, they definitely have to. Because if they win that game, then they have. Then they'll be five and, and points. If Spur, and if Spurs lose, they'll have a five-point cushion. Yeah, going on, into the North Spurs London going into the London Derby, which, you know, therefore the pressure is reduced for them in that game. Mm. You know, and then and so therefore, because I feel like when there's less pressure on you, you don't put it, you don't make as much mistakes because you're not trying to like do everything perfect. But so, you can say sometimes, like, there's some teams where that pressure really forces uh, no, the best. Oh, yes, yes. I, I completely agree. But I know that sometimes it's, uh, you know, I, I guess... It's distracting. Yeah, the pressure can be distracting because there's the outside pressure. But then when you also put the pressure on yourself, mm. it, it becomes too much. But uh, hopefully everything plays out perfectly. Liverpool win and Arsenal <laughs> win. And then after that, an- another important game in the relegation, Leicester versus Everton. Yeah. Everton is playing away at the King Power Stadium. Uh, yeah, this was a bit tough. It's it's tough because you know, Leicester will be playing after their second leg as well. So depending on if they can go through or if they... Because I feel like if they lose and go out, they will want a quick response. Yeah. You know, at least to get a win to make themselves feel better. But they're playing against an Everton team that is like, is that is shoot to kill on sight right now. Yeah, I mean, and the way Richarlison is trying to, yeah, like and, score anything. And I know whatever away contingent of Everton that travels, they're also gonna want to be the same twelfth man for their team. So yeah, I hope they win. Yeah, I'm leaning towards an Everton win because of that, because they they need to believe they're the ones. Like I said. They need this a lot more than Leicester. Yeah. Because Le- Leicester know they don't have European football next season without winning the Conference League. So it's... Because right, right now, they're, they're in 11th right now. They're below Newcastle. Big implications um, yeah. for both teams. And then and it, Norwich versus West Ham. Norwich playing at home. Um, I don't it, know what to say about this game. Uh, West it, Ham should win this. West Ham should, because like you said, Norwich is already down. So yeah. it's, I mean, f- for me, the thing with like Norwich at this point, I was, I just tell the coach, just do whatever at this point, man. Play some of the kids. Yeah, do something. Let give them, them a chance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're already going down. It's just so weird because the beginning of this season, it seen how we need to do an episode where we just review how the season looked after the first three games and now at the end of the season because everyone was praising Dean Smith and what he was doing at Villa. He gets fired, goes to 
uh, Norwich. Now Norwich are relegated, but he's going to stay there. Um, it's just so interesting. Yeah, no, the yeah, you're right. It's it's changed a lot. I mean, except after the first three games, Spurs were top of the league. Yeah, they they had three wins out of three. They beat City in their their first game. They're they yeah they were yeah, they were on top of the world. Let's see. People were scared for Newcastle. They, people thought Newcastle might be one of the teams that goes down. Yeah. Back then. I mean, it, it's, it's been... I mean, people were shouting it, Leicester City for another European spot. Well, West Ham are pretty much where people expected them to be, but maybe people expect them to be a little bit higher. It, it's been yeah. a... Like, I, you know what? I'm starting to get closer to your... Uh, I mean, I don't fully agree, but like it yeah, has been one of the best side. seasons that I think I've seen in a long He's time. He's coming to the light. No. <laughs> um, and speaking of Newcastle, Massey are playing Newcastle uh, at home. Who made this thing? First you play Liverpool and then you have to play Man City next. That's just, that's just mean. I mean, uh, I see that as a Man City win. The, I mean... If Newcastle can get a draw, I don't really see it, but I it's possible, but City's playing at home. Yeah. But the thing at the same time, would you call the Etihad like a fortress? No. Not yeah. at all. I mean, you don't call it that, but they do win a lot at home. Why don't we call it a, a fortress? It, you know, like there's something you can see with certain teams where the well, the I think ground I, and the, the yeah, the, I think part of it the is energy like, that the fans bring to it, and yeah, I think a, yeah, you don't really see that energy there, and I think like that the, the fans and the players and and it, I think the lack of history as well is also affecting it being like a fortress. No, but you know, I no, feel like other teams. That no, uh, no the, the reason I say that is because okay, like if Everton goes on like a ten-game winning streak at home, you're gonna see. Goodison ground as a fortress. Yes, but that's because we know how the fans are like, and like we we know the history of how important this is. Like with City, you feel like whether it's a home game or an away game, it doesn't make a difference. Mm. You just feel like it's just City playing. But with Liverpool, if they're playing at home, so it's like you already think, oh, it's probably a Liverpool win, and, and, and you don't and even do think, you think about it. Maybe, uh, in my opinion, maybe the City fans might take for granted the level at which they're able to achieve success and the, the level at which they're able to spend just because if you look at a Liverpool achieving that level of success has cost more uh, in, like sacrificial they've had to sacrifice more to get to that level I think than I mean I would say sacrifice but I feel the thing with like it's harder to do Anfield it. is that even when they weren't like the best team in the league. Anfield was still considered. A yeah. Difficult so then, why don't we to. consider that for City, though? I think part of it is the lack of history. Mm. Because, uh, and and you know the thing with City, their their rise was very quick. That's what I'm was saying. It? I feel like maybe the fans might just take for granted how it happened. Yeah, because City have a phenomenal record at home, but why don't we see? Because like so. It, I mean, before for this, it's a home game, so you expect it to be a city win. Yeah, I think logically we both expect it to be a city win, but in our hearts we it's just, just don't like maybe <laughs> just don't feel it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's not, it, it's not there. It's weird. It really is weird. And I think that, like you said, that because of the the way the rise was so rapid, that the fans 
maybe there wasn't that like when I meant sacrifice I meant there wasn't that uh, sense of because they did struggle they were in like the second division third division but there wasn't that sense of uh, we we went through this together with the team and and uh, the um, yeah. ownership and then we finally yeah, made yeah, it here I mean maybe the fans see it as a fortress but like us on the outside don't see the Etihad as a fortress. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case. Yeah, but yeah, I, I expect a, a city win, but, mm. but it didn't. But I, I, I expect a city win. About I, I just don't expect them to batter Newcastle. Yeah, not with the way Newcastle been playing. Bruno Guimaraes in the middle of the park there has been really instrumental for their comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so, all the games. Yeah, that's all the games. So if we just quickly go to the uh, games in Europe this week. Oh, yeah, and uh, also congratulations to uh, Real Madrid, who took La Liga back from uh, from Atletico this week. Mm-hmm. And they did it with four games to spare. And also congratulations to Ancelotti. He's the first manager to win five league titles with five different that is wild in different countries so that is so wild he's done it with ac milan in italy his his home country he's done it with chelsea in england he's done it with uh, psg in france he's done it with Bayern munich in germany and uh now with real madrid and and now when we look at how he was able to get everton to was it 10th the last season he was there yeah, something like that. That looks like an achievement in itself because of where they are now. Yeah, it, it is. It's it, it, it's crazy. But yeah, you know, kudos to him. Good job. Yeah. Like, so he's, I guess you could say, I guess we have to say he's one of the greatest managers no, ever. No, I think that has been the case. It's just that we I, don't, I don't think necessarily he, see him that way. Yeah, I don't think he ever got that. I think people always considered him a good manager, but no one mm. really called him like a great. Yeah, we never gave him that recognition. And if I think a lot of the trophies he won were like during his first, like when he came to Chelsea, that was his first season. He won the, he won the league and FA Cup double. And and the second season he finished second and he got fired. <laughs> but Chelsea, that's uh, a Abramovich, uh, things. I mean, he's won the Champions League with Milan twice. He's yeah, he's. I think he's last twenty five trophies to his name. So yeah, kudos yeah, to no, him I and congratulations. Start more respect on. And he has a chance to win like another Champions League with. Uh, yeah. Uh, with Real Madrid, and I think he was the one that started that period of dominance for Real Madrid when they were winning the Champions League. He won the first one, and then it was Zidane. I think that yeah, I think because he wasn't doing well in La Liga the following season, then he got fired, and then Zidane came in and Zidane won the. Champions League and then went on to do that crazy Champions League yeah, <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, that crazy run. Anyway, so we're getting off track, but yeah, congratulations to him. So for Europe this week, uh, Villarreal versus Liverpool. Liverpool leading to nil on aggregate. I kind of see this tie as mostly finished. Yeah, because uh, I don't think Liverpool would even do much because Villarreal have to come forward. Mm-hmm. Like I saw last week at the, for the post game, Unai said that their game plan did not work. And also, I don't even know what their game plan was in the first game. I think it was to do exactly what they did to uh, Brian Munich, and you know, just frustrate them defensively and hit them on the counter. Yeah, but I don't think that would really work. But not, it, not with this Liverpool defense. Yeah, um, it, it just didn't work for this Liverpool defense because. And I feel like the energy levels from Liverpool was a lot higher than what 
Brian Munich did against uh, Villarreal. Oh, 100%. So I think whoever came through that tie, whether it was Brian Munich or Villarreal, Liverpool would have won this semifinal tie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but the most interesting game. The one everyone's really looking forward to. Real Madrid versus City. Yeah, so City still did 4-3 on on aggregate. And I just want to say good job to UEFA for getting rid of the away goal. It's given us it's, some it's amazing games, games so this season. Much more interesting. It, yeah, you've given us some amazing Champions League games this season. So, you know, kudos to to finally doing it. I've been praying for them to get rid of it for a long time. But finally it's gone and... Uh, yeah. I'm excited for this game because the implications are so huge. Like... If uh, if Man City can go there, I mean they have won at uh, um, the Bernabeu recently. But if they can go there and hold on, because the thing with Madrid is that they are terrible defensively, but they can turn it on at a moment's notice. When you have Modric, Modric and players like Benzema, it, it, there is yeah. no you can't rest even if you're ahead at any point in time. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing game. I remember after the first leg, I was watching one of the uh, uh, fan cams from the uh, a Nigerian football channel. And there was a guy who said Benzema is the kind of player who scores two goals from one chance. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> because, because, yeah, that goal he scored against City in the first leg, that was it wasn't a great car cross and it wasn't like a great hit but it was enough that it was far away from the goal it was yeah he's he he, he just he, he, his foot is attached to he's he, he's on a different level right now so something i don't know uh, uh the the one thing i'll say that's in city's favor is that chelsea went there and were able to get you know you know able to score that many goals so they just have to make sure that they shut benzema down yeah, and, and looking at it, if Man City can win, I mean, a Man City versus uh, Liverpool Champions League final. Dude, it just adds more to how this season is great because it yeah. just means that because it, it will have big implications because the only time Liverpool have, or pretty much, because every time they've played this season, it's been a tie in the Premier League, both mm-hmm. times it was a tie. They beat them in the... FA Cup, but that's mainly because Liverpool put a more stronger team out than City did. You know, and you know, they put their second goalkeeper out and he made that error and yeah. So it would be interesting because that would be what their fourth game against each other <laughs> in the season. Man. And each one has been a classic, honestly. Yeah, um, you, yeah, even the FA Cup that, that, that Liverpool won, it was still an enjoyable game to watch. So I'm very, very, I think everyone is going to be nervous because that game because like I mean, but it would be crazy. Imagine they get to the final again. But if City then lose to Liverpool, I think it's just going to make more people come on Guardiola and try to say he's not a good coach. I don't know why people are so eager to say that. Because he's so successful and because he's pretty much most of the teams he has been to, he has had a significant amount of investment more than a lot of other coaches. So That is so true. But But the thing is like, even having those players doesn't guarantee success. No, not at all. Not how many managers. If Guardiola leaves City right now, whoever comes in next, 
you don't ex you wouldn't expect him to have the same level of success like Guardiola or even them to be playing the same type of football. No, it's just not the same. It, it, it's it's so weird because because you can see how like people who are managers, I guess they sort of understand this better than us who are fans or writers or on the outside, and so you you don't see them really talk about the skills of other because they know how hard it is. Yeah, it's insanely difficult. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and anyway, so. And then we, on Thursday, we have the uh, Europa League, the second leg of West Ham versus Frankfurt. I was expecting Frankfurt to take over the London Stadium, but they didn't do that. This I guess they didn't need to. <laughs> but they got the controversial winner, I would say, against West Ham. The people were saying it was offside, but the far didn't look at it. But, but, but anyway, the truth is, it's just a one-goal lead. Yeah, West Ham have so, all to play for. So West team. Ham, yeah, or he can still come out on top. I'm sure they're going to put out the strongest team. Antonio's going to start. and have yeah. Declan Rice, Thomas Suchek, all those guys. And I think that'll be an interesting game to watch. I'm looking forward to that game. Definitely. If West Ham can get to that final, that'll be a big, big deal. It's going to say a lot for English football. Yeah. To say the least. It really would. Because a team in, like, what, seventh place? No, English. I mean, not, not even, even just that. Not just that. I just mean because it means you have English teams and, like, I don't think West Ham has been to a European final. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of the season when it was uh, Liverpool versus Tottenham in the Champions League final. Yeah. And then Europa League, it was Chelsea versus Chelsea Arsenal. It was like yeah. an all-English all affair. Although, personally, I don't really like when it's like that. No, yeah. They, but, uh, it just shows the level of... Yeah, but it it's something that could have been similar here, but it it's still... It's still amazing, though. And then the the other game is Rangers versus Leipzig. Leipzig take one nil lead. I I expect Leipzig to go through, but they I mean, you never know. But they have that player. Um, I think what's his name? Kunku has been like one of the standard players in Europe this season. Um, yep. I expect him to turn up, hopefully, um, for Leipzig, and uh, we'll see how they play. Yeah, lots of teams are want to go for him during the summer, but yeah, and let's not get ahead of ourselves. And then we also have the Conference League. We have the second leg between Roma and City. Uh, so this one is, is a tie. It's it's one one. Mm -hmm. And uh, City I want uh, Roma to win just one for Tammy Abraham and then two for. Why Castillo. do you care about Tammy Abraham? I don't, no, not that I care, but um, I think when he left Chelsea, a lot of uh, people were onto him, and not just I think Chelsea fans about his ability as a striker but you know he's really doing well at Roma um, and uh, to see whatever Mourinho says whatever Mourinho says yeah he's because he's always entertaining no matter what win or lose alright true that's true and, and then the other one is Marseille versus uh, Feyenoord uh, yeah that one is also was a 2-3 so there's still yeah. all to play for in that game. Yeah, it's all to play for in all these Every games. Game. <laughs> yeah, the only one where there isn't much is the Villarreal versus Liverpool. So, yeah, it's going to be another amazing week of football. It's such a shame that we're so close to the end of the season. Yeah. But they say all good things must come to an end. And, and let's continue to have good football. So do uh, you have anything else to add? No. Well... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll 
get this out as soon as possible. Thank you once again. Stay safe out there, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Peace.